Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 105 of the Nintendo Shack podcast here on Halloween Eve. Joining me as she does every week in the Nintendo Shack is my girl, Caroline. What's up, hun? I feel like I need to host today after the day that you've had. It's been a, it's been a day. It has been a day, that, that I can say. We, will, we shall uh, touch on it momentarily yeah yeah we'll get into it um but let's let's start off like we do each and every week by thanking our patrons so caroline i need a noun a noun uh a remote control i need an adjective pink i need an animal giraffe i need another one another animal Mm -hmm. uh zebra you immediately go to like this line. Seren- Serengeti. I need a verb that ends in ing. Milking. <laughs> oh no. I need an adjective. Um, um, shiny. The same one. Uh, I need a patron. Barry Cathcart. A color. A color? Mm-hmm. Uh, indigo. I need two nouns. <sighs> Cat and dog. Now I need an animal. Another animal? Give me, an, give me two nouns that aren't animals. All right. Um, let's go with <laughs> ketchup and mustard. Nice. Um, and the other animal we will say is a hippopotamus. I need a verb that ends in ed. Uh, warranted. And I need now. Knife. Is this a spooky Halloween one? It's not, and I should have, but I've had zero time, but that, that would Darn. make sense. In J.R.R. Tolkien's famous trilogy... Lord of the Remote Controls, the first book is called Fellowship of the Remote Control. In this book, a group of pink hobbits flee their hometown. They eventually join into a fellowship made of giraffes, elves, and zebras with the goal of milking the one remote control. They begin by traveling through the shiny mountains where Barry Cathcart, the indigo, is lost. They continue on to the forest where the queen of the ketchup gives them mustard to ride down the river. At the end of the book, Merry and Pippin get captured by hippos. And Frodo is warranted by one of his fellow knives and leaves on his own, but with Sam. Oh, Brian would love that. He's a big, huge Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, but Barry Cathcart, the Indigo, I love it. <laughs> we will have uh, the sequel next week. How about that? Sweet. How about that? Two Towers. <sighs> Let's get into the show proper. And, um, oh, I might need a minute. But uh, let me start by saying... Patrons of PSVG, those of you that support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG, we put out an exclusive podcast over the weekend. Um, it was originally on the DLC show. So we started recording DLC and three hours later, we were like, we can't release this like this. So I stripped it out, 
send it out separately. Here's the idea. I want us all to do shows together from the same location at the same table in the same house. It's a thing that I've been wanting to do for like two years now. And uh, I finally put uh, pressure on the rest of the team to like make it happen. And uh, I put it out to the patrons. I said, here, here was the, the pitch. I would put up $1,000 of my own money towards the house. And we would stop the patron giveaways for 2020. So instead of doing the giveaways, we'll take all the money for the giveaway stuff and the shipping on that. And we'll put it towards this goal. If I could get half of the team to commit to going, that was the deal. And we put out a, a request. Patrons, I need to hear you. Tell me if you're okay with this. Because if you're not okay with it, we won't do it. First day, 10 people wrote me almost immediately since they heard it. Like, even in the middle of hearing it. Sean was like, I'm in. He just, <laughs> he's like, I haven't even finished it yet. Yes, the answer is yes. And basically, 10 other people said the same thing. The next day, I had about three or four. So that's about, I was like, it's a little less than half. But I understand that not everybody listens. Um but just hearing that like immediate reaction made me decide that this is something I want to do. So I did it and I, I told the team and I was like, we've got the people behind us. We've got all the things who's in, who's out. Let me get a head count. And we reached seven. I don't even remember the seven off the top of my head right now because <laughs> I've had a very busy day and I haven't like, but it's, it's me, Kev, Josh, Kyle, Dev Coach is a maybe Caroline's a maybe who am I missing? Nathan's a maybe. I'm missing two or three with too many people on staff. Delvin said he's going to come. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Lucas, we're trying to pressure Lucas into coming. He mm-hmm. isn't like we're, we're trying. We're working on it. Let him know. Everybody let Lucas know. Everybody, that's your goal this week. Everybody message Lucas. Tell him you want to see him. We need his record scratch and skills. <laughs> I already rented the house. So the moment I had everybody was there and everything, I found a house. I found six of them. I started writing everybody. This is how I do things, right? You can't. I know. You can't let Pro, me like proactive type A, and I appreciate it. So I, I wrote everybody, and I was like, uh, I found this one one guy with a house in Ohio, which is like a central location to all of us, really. Like not not Dev, notwithstanding. Not um, Seth. <clears throat> right. Oh, Seth. Seth will be there absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That was the other one. So I wrote this guy. And uh, he has a nine or no, no, it's a seven bedroom, nine bed house. Perfect. And I was like, look, here's what we're trying to do. I want to be up front with you. So if you've got cameras in the house, it doesn't look like a bunch of crazy people like you're just setting up stuff in your house. He thought this idea was so cool. <laughs> he was like, you got to be kidding me. This is the coolest thing I've ever heard. So I told him, I was like, well, we have serious internet requires. He's like, done. He's like, I'll put it up 900 megabits. I'll put it up that month. He goes, wow. if you go ahead and block off the calendar now, I'll give you 10% off. So that's done. This is happening. The PSVG house party will happen E3 2020. At least half of us will be there. And when you go to watch E3 with us and you turn us on, we will all be at the same table, live reacting together, follow-up podcast together. Uh, We're going to do crazy other things. If some of us are bringing significant others, there's been talk about maybe doing a show with them. Dev kind of wants to have like a wives of PSVG thing. Oh my god! <laughs> like we we have ideas going. So would let Brian us know. be the only? Yeah, he'd be the wife. <laughs> he'd be the male wife. I don't think it'd be a good idea. <clears throat> Why not? I think that'd be an amazing idea. You'd probably just be like, seriously, babe. I'm gonna seriously? stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> um, and uh, we've also discussed in the in the Discord in the battle pass for those of you in the Discord, possibly doing something where if uh, patrons want to try and make an event out of it, you might be able to come. Now I can't I can't sleep you. 
because we're, we're already packed and there's rules in the house. But uh, maybe you could come by. Maybe we'd have a live show. Maybe we could do like a beer cater meetup if we have people that want to do it. So really the call to action is we need to hear from you. If you're listening to Shaq, but you don't listen to DLC or you don't listen to the Patreon stuff, this is your, I don't know, not warning, but this is your advance announcement. <laughs> what what do you think? Because, Eight months in advance. Yeah, we, we're taking, uh, so in 2020, we will not be doing monthly patron giveaways. So we're going to take all that money, add it to the money that I have, and hopefully pay for the trip. We still have a lot of equipment. We already have a list of equipment. We, we need cables. We need monitors. We need uh, a camcorder. We need a cam link. We've got all kinds of stuff that we need to pull this off, but we're going to try. We need green screen and lights. I was originally thinking of having your PSVG artwork done in like a real big backdrop. Uh, but then somebody was like, why don't you just get a green screen and put it behind you? And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. That that's, makes more sense. That's smarter. Thanks. This is why you plan not in a, so- not in a silo. That's why you plan with yeah. other people. Mm-hmm. So um, this is really, 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 really cool. And I'm very, very, very excited. This is my Christmas. Um, shout out and thanks to my lovely wife who um, none of this would happen. I mean, so like I don't want to get into it. I don't want to take too long. But there are some things going on with my work that kind of makes this possible. If you want to hear about it, go listen to the show. But when I brought it up to her, she didn't even flinch or waver. She was like, you absolutely should do this. 100%. Aww. It'd be so much fun. She She's 100% behind it. Yeah. So. Um, that was our big announcement yesterday. Sweet. Completely drowned down, overshadowed by the announcement that we weren't expecting where Twinfinite.com put up an article called their 15 best podcasts you can listen to about video games and put PSVG on the list. <laughs> we were like, what? What? Oh, my God. Uh, what an amazing moment. What a big day. What a... Oh, I, I had several folks DM me and reach out to me. Shout out to Bad Bit and Luke Lore. Honestly, they just sent some really, really nice messages that mm-hmm. I was not expecting. Blew me away. Um, but I told them both, and the same thing I'll tell you, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of adjectives I could use to try and convey what that feeling was. It's, it's sure. such a rewarding feeling to... Not that we're trying to be IGN or anything like that. Obviously, right. we're not. But I mean, like, it, just the fact that your hobby ends up getting recognition. Yeah. To, to ever be considered by anybody to, yeah. to, to fit that air. I mean, we're up there with with Kind of Funny and IGN and Sacred Symbols and all the, mm-hmm. like, the, all the people that I listen to, all the people that I love, all the people. And we were right there, just right there. PSVG, check out this upstart and check out what they're doing. I was like, oh, my God. Um, I told Kevin, you know, no matter if it all goes down in flames after the meetup, we at least had that day, right? We had this day where we were considered amongst the best. And it's just very rewarding to put so much, um, I don't want to say work, because it's not work, so much effort, though, because we try really, really hard. I know it doesn't always come across. We've had shows where the audio quality is really lame. We've had uh, streams where the the video and the visuals didn't work, and we've had things where it skipped out and the connection. We realize Mm -hmm. that, but we try really hard. It's not because we're not trying. We are actively trying. Yeah. trying very, very hard and to see it recognized even a little bit by something like that was a big deal. And lots and lots of people put their eyes on it. Like that article got pushed a lot yesterday. It does. My phone, um, for those of you who don't know, I basically run all of PSVG Twitter. <laughs> so like yeah. every podcast account, every account, all that. My phone was going bananas. It was mm-hmm. all day long. Um, very, very rewarding. And, and, and to, to even feel like have an appreciation for like what it must feel like. I'd hate to see what Greg Miller's phone seems like because every time he tweets, he probably has a hundred thousand people. That, right? You know, he probably has to oh, turn God. it off. <laughs> but extremely humbling, flattering, rewarding. Um, again, all the adjectives. I couldn't believe it. Completely drowned out our own like announcement, which okay. I was. I was on cloud nine yesterday. 
I'm not even yeah. telling you. I, I sent some salacious text to my wife because I was <laughs> feeling it. I was like, man, I am having the time of my life today. And whenever life feels like it's going that way, uh, you are bound for a course correction. And I got that this morning. For those of you that follow me on Twitter, you might already have seen it. Uh, my wife, on her way of, to drop Jack off at school today, I um, has pulled through the intersection and was hit by an oncoming car across the highway, completely totaling other, our other vehicle. Um, I mean, like the engine. Yeah, the entire is front gone. end's gone. Yeah. Um, she broke her ankle. She has a sprained wrist. She has a seatbelt burn going from her top shoulder all across her breast, all the way around her rib, all the way to her hip. That means it worked. <clears throat> yes. I would rather have that than sure. not. Um, she had a mark on her forehead. Uh, Jack um, has a seatbelt burn all the way across like his waist. And uh, so the day was, uh, and the, I got this, I was asleep. So I got this call at 7.50 in the morning uh, out of a slumber. You know, like you pick up the phone, you're like, oh, what's going on? Uh, you need to come over here to the intersection. Your wife's been in an accident, all that type of stuff. So, you know, frantic, frantic morning. Yeah. Um, everybody's okay-ish. You know, minor injuries and aside. And yesterday was Melissa's birthday. It was. That's so sad. And uh, we only have liability on the car. So we have to buy a new car because we don't carry collisions. Old car, you know, like we didn't carry all that stuff for it. Not, to, not that we would want to repair it anyway. It's old right, car. Right. It's destroyed. Um, but we've got to buy a new car now. So uh, a new used car. Yeah, I tweeted today. Like, thank God I booked the PSVG yesterday because I probably wouldn't have booked it if I waited today. Yeah. Actually, today I probably would have responded to everybody and been like, "This is out. This yeah. idea is over with." But um, after all the nerves and everything settled down, I told her that I could cancel. If I cancel, it will only be out two hundred fifty bucks. And she was like, "You're absolutely not canceling." No. And uh, we're very, very lucky blessed you know some would say i don't know how people are you know religious and whatnot um but we're in a very good position like i have a car that we don't use you know i have a work car and i have my camry which is in great condition like so we can still drive and we have uh we don't have thousands of dollars in the bank (laughs) but i could cash out imagine that melissa is going back to work this week (laughs) yeah i can cash out my uh vacation early i can cash out retirement funds so like we can at least get a down payment some somewhat quickly and sure. get back to some sense, sense of normalcy. But uh, yeah, things would be a little tight a little bit for, you know, like I may not be able to buy all the consoles and everything that I wanted to, but, um, but everybody's okay. Was... And uh, yeah, so thank How you. about that Ellie edition? That's still happening. Yeah. That's not okay. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> but it's saying, do that's I need to cancel or not? <laughs> that's not going anywhere. No, that's, that's definitely happening. And you actually, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm also in a really good position because I've bought like every game I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. It's already been purchased and paid for. Right, <laughs> I was right. paying all that off in Best Buy like ahead of time. So right. I'm I'm pretty good there too. So yeah, long, long day. Um, I can't even imagine. Yeah, dude. So she's upstairs on the couch. She can't move. She's like in like a boot and everything. We got to take her to get a cast tomorrow. I'm super behind at work. Like my boss could not believe it. He actually told me to stay home today so I could get things done because I'm under a deadline for Friday and Monday with the election coming up. And I messaged him at 930 this morning. A picture of the car and he was like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> it's like there's no work getting done today and i may not have none, none done tomorrow so i might have to work a weekend do you actually because like the election's coming i gotta you know there's yeah. no yeah, the election yeah. has to happen so there's no yeah so uh yeah just tough day tough day it happens yeah yeah highs and lows and that's the benefit of uh you know i i don't know how the team members feel about this actually i've never actually asked anybody about it but a lot of times when I've been on other podcasts or people ask me about PSVG, I often mention us like a family. 
Um, because it is like days like this and I'm not the first person to have a bad day where, um, you know, being in the discord and having the support of everybody to bounce off everybody mm-hmm. means a lot. And I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure other folks feel that way, but I, I don't think too many podcast outfits probably behave that way. In a lot of ways, I do no, think I we behave like not. a family. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's much more informal and close and intimate like mm-hmm. that than it is like any sort of working relationship. None of that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, getting on to the gaming topic, getting back to where we are, um, I want to start the show by saying that I got the 8-bit baby controller. Look how small that is, eight- dude. Yeah. All right, I knew it was going to be Let a little bit... Let me get one of my Amiibo cards. Here we go. A little bit tiny. Wow. Amiibo <gasps> card. Oh, I might get uh, it just because it's so cute. Oh, it's adorable, isn't it? Melissa saw it and she was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh, it see, is the, baby's the first fact, controller. The fact that they don't have the grips behind, I've gotten so, so spoiled with my um, yeah. God, satisfy grip. Yep. And I just can't not have that back. Mm-hmm. I right would now. love a grip for this because, so I, I've done some, you know, it was a long day today, but I did do some yeah. testing and that's why we're recording a little late. I played um, Super Mega Baseball. I played Breath of the Wild. I played Mario Kart. Played Mario Three. I played Ori. Wow! And you know, just just testing it out. Um, playing playing Breath of the Wild with this is difficult. Uh, <laughs> like, I can imagine without the yeah. sticks, but also um, you use the L button to like pull up like bombs and use your runes. Mm-hmm. And the trigger buttons, if you see, they kind of wrap around they're, the side. Yeah, I see that. So and the, when you're playing, the... if you strain or push or like you're gonna click them. That looks like that. Seriously, looks like aside from a woman with small hands like myself or a child, it doesn't look like it would be comfortable. It's it's. I can't tell you that it is. It's it's. Um, but I played like Mario three and Ori with it, and it's mm-hmm. it's really nice. If you're looking well, for I mean, like, yeah, I guess you get that old school yeah. like two D side scroll experience, yep. and I think it works. Yep, and it's it's super cheap. I think I got it on Amazon for twenty five dollars. I think is what they're yeah, selling. Yeah, I think for. I'd seen those before. It's, I was ugh, the turquoise, and like it matches the color. It matches the perfectly. colors of the lights. Um, Jack's lights coming next week. Um, but to be honest with you, the reason why I bought it is I think it's one of the most bizarre controllers I've ever seen. And uh, that's why I said on Twitter, it's honestly yeah. just out of curiosity. Like it has no sticks. For you, if you're listening and you're not watching our video, um, I mean, you should have. If you're listening to the show, you've probably already seen it. But it has no sticks. It has two D pads. And then two sets of like D-pad buttons. Yep. So there's it like at first glance, there's like four D-pads on this thing. It's very odd. What's the switch in the middle? So it switches between um, what you compare to. So it's S for switch, and I think X for Windows or something mm-hmm. else. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a wireless controller. It's got all all the triggers and everything. Twenty five dollars. You know, so like if you were tight and you wanted a like you couldn't get a Pro controller or something like that. I mean, it's an option. Right. Um, I think you can play Breath of the Wild. Like I played it. You know, you can't play it. I played right. Mario Kart. It can be done. It's not that. It's not awful. Um, it just takes a lot. Of, you know what it reminds me of? You know what it feels like kind of in mm-hmm. your hands? It feels like you're playing the Switch with like a 3DS. Kind of. Yeah, like the it, does way have that, it does have that size, like the old 3DS. Yeah, yeah. So like the way that you, the triggers are like next to each other, the way that the D-pads, like it kind mm-hmm. of feels like you're playing with a 3DS. Yeah. And just like the 3DS, sometimes, like, I think simpler games, like, I think I could play Link's Awakening with this controller, no problem. Sure. Right? It'd be just fine. But, like, in the 3D games, like, I would never dare to try to play, like, Overwatch with this controller. Yeah. I wouldn't do I got that. you. Um, but I thought it was really, really neat. Like, again, just bizarre, to be honest with you. This is, like, just a thing to have. 
it's, like, it's one just... of those things that I, I feel like down, you know, 20 years down the line, they'd be like, what were they thinking? Making that thing. Yeah, exactly. Now, I love 8-Bit Doe's uh, sort of Super Nintendo controller that came out recently. That's what I, I have. Like the Game Boy color scheme. That's on my wish list. I have the 8-Bit Doe. It's actually right there. I have the 8-Bit Doe mm -hmm. Famicom controller. Now, that controller is way better than this controller. Oh, for sure. That is but, a legit pro controller replacement. Right. 8-Bit yeah. Doe makes really good stuff. So the fact that sticks. they made something like this is just a little bit... Well, the, the, one of the cool things with this, is, especially if you've got kids, like Jack really likes this controller. He was mm. playing Fortnite with it, and he liked it. Yeah. Um, but the, the one thing that he said, because, um, you know, like I showed you, his, he's got a little Pokemon case that comes with his light, right? Right. This controller will fit in any case because mm. it's so small. Yeah. So you could just slide it in a case, and you've got a player, too, if you're playing on this light. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. If you're playing on the light, you can't, like, split the Joy-Con. So this is, you know, I think it's a very limited appeal, but there is... There are some use cases where this might uh, – it has no no gyro. Yeah, Dylan I, in the chat wanted to know. And I, I would have thought, like, gyro would really make this much more appealing in certain games. Sure. Was the first thing I did with Breath of the Wild, I was like, oh, if this had gyro, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be so bad. It's bad because you have to use the D-pad as a stick. Right. But if you had gyro, then all of a sudden that goes out the window and you're good, yeah. but it doesn't. So. Definitely uh, a 2D side-scroller kind of game. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Castle Crashers, like Super Mega Baseball, I had a blast with. And uh, mm. it has like a, when you throw the ball, like you have a, a cursor that moves. So like having right. a stick is good. I didn't have any problem with it, with that. Okay. Um, the sticks also click, like the D-pads, you, you can click the D-pads in to do like mm. a, a thumbstick click. So yeah. it's good. It's a, you know, it's a full function controller that'll fit in the size of your hand. It's pretty cool. The uh, the only Crazy. game I, I have, I've been playing Call of Duty. Yay, Donnie. <laughs> Yay. Call of Duty. Uh, so when I've not been playing Call of Duty, the only game that I've played that has anything to do with Nintendo at all is After Party. And I'm not playing it on Switch. I'm playing it on Xbox. So I can't mm. even tell you about the Switch version of After Party, but I'm very, very excited to play this. It's from Night School, the makers of Oxen Free. And um, I, I have no idea how long it is, so I can't tell you how, but I've played it for like four hours. So I got to think I'm into it a bit. It's everything I wanted it to be so far. Um, the writing is hysterical. It is so good. It is. Oxenfree's writing was really good too. It is on brand. The only thing I can say about it is I'm playing on an Xbox One X and it runs like garbage right now. Like it runs oh. like hot trash. Um, I took maybe five video recorded. I posted one. I actually thought about taking it down because it just felt like maybe I was being mean. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but the game like just freezes at points and it doesn't like freeze. You got to reboot the game. It just freezes for like 10, 12 seconds at a time and then it snaps back in and keeps playing um, but it like when it's streaming in either new assets or trying to load or save the game just chugs and freezes you know there were issues with that where they poured it when when they ported oxen free to the switch you remember those load times yes. mm -hmm. oh my god i don't know if it's an issue with their dev team or if it's just i guess it was originally on windows and then they just ported it to xbox is that what they were doing i mean yeah i think i think it yeah it was the I mean, they want to put their stuff everywhere. I mean, that's sure. To, yeah, so I think that was it. I, I think they want to support Switch. I hope Switch is doing better. Um, listeners, if, if you're playing After Party on Switch, you, you know, maybe it runs better. Maybe it's the Xbox, like X. Maybe they're like the 4K and stuff is just too much. But mm. um, I don't want to tell you that it's not, like, I don't want to tell you not to buy the game. Definitely buy the game. Support these games. They make quality games. Uh, if you're a Switch-only owner, this is something you should be on your radar if you like Docs and Free. If you, if you haven't tried it, you still put it on your radar because it's, it's good. Um, but like, I just think it, it might be rushed. Like 
I, I was playing it and I was like, this game probably could use a few extra weeks. Mm. Like they probably could have just held on to it, you know, and just like maybe don't release it right before Halloween. Like maybe release it in Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe the Halloween. Like, and I, at this point, I'm just grasping for straws, but sure. it doesn't, it's not running well. It's just running bad. Um, and, it, well, you know, it just dampens, they can patch it. it dampens a little your excitement, but you're right. They'll patch it and it'll, it'll be running good. Hopefully they patch it by the time I fix it or by the time I, I finish it. Yeah. Um, but the voice acting is fantastic and the writing is excellent they they always do a good job with voice acting though oh yeah and it's got a ton of people in it um yeah. everybody's in it and uh so in in uh in hell when you go down there all of the demons that torture you they treat it like it's it's kind of like office space like they treat it like everything's a job mm. so you have all these demons and everything and it's all like this uh like this conveyor belt type of like monotonous thing so the demons are like oh my god are you gonna like torture us forever and they're like yeah until five but five we're off the clock we had to go to the bar <laughs> you know so it's a lot of those types of jokes yeah. which are great and then uh the demons also have twitter it's called like oh bicker yeah it's called bicker, bicker. <laughs> that's great. and uh so as you're walking around and you know doing all the puzzles and finding all the things to to advance the story all these tweets are popping up around you and they either have clues to what you're doing or just just making fun of like human stereotype making fun of twitter type stuff and it's that's pretty cute it's really good in that regard um the game looks beautiful when it when it's when it's running at full frames it looks fantastic mm-hmm. um and the hell setting is very very cool it's kind of um i don't know it, it kind of has like south park vibes at times um it's very mm-hmm. self-aware and tongue-in-cheek and it just it's fantastic it's really like i said Outside of just the the performance issues, which I would call binary, it's not, it's not it's definitely not constantly running like garbage. Yeah, but it's happening enough to where you know if you're thinking about being early, maybe just give it a couple weeks. Um, but everything else, I'm loving. This is everything I wanted to be. And Viva La Game Pass, so glad I get to play it. And uh, when it goes on sale, I'll buy it on Switch too. The same thing, the same thing I did for Oxenfree. I bought Oxenfree, so I'll, I'll I got buy Oxenfree it again. Super cheap. Yeah, like yeah, they were doing Oxenfree for like three bucks for a year. Yeah. So. That's it. That's all I got. Cool. All I've been playing is that Doraemon Story of Seasons. Mm. Um, I'm almost at the end of summer, but I haven't been. I've I've been switching between that and uh, Brian's still hogging my switch, trying to finish Ooh. Fire Emblem for his maddening mode. Uh, I asked him. I said, "What are you going to do after you finish this one?" He goes, "I can't remember what he said." He said something to the extent like he was going to play another route. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, but Doraemon story of seasons is really fun. Uh, it actually, the humor and the story uh, cutscenes in the game between the characters are so cute. And so f- like punny that it, I'm like, if the anime is like this, I really would like to watch Doraemon. Uh, so it's actually turning me onto the show, which nice. I didn't know anything about the show before I sort of. Are you like, actually going to watch it? And are you seriously contemplating it? Yeah, yeah. Because okay, I'd love um, to hear your reactions as to like how different or anything feels from the game. Because right, like I said during Persona, Persona got me to watch the series, mm-hmm. and like the main core Persona game, I think I'd re- I'd prefer to watch the the series. Like okay. you know what, just I'll just watch the the anime see, versus playing the game. Uh, on the opposite, like, Doraemon is taking a pre-existing manga and anime. Didn't Persona just mm-hmm. retrofit mm-hmm. it to an anime? Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there, there's a different... Like, Doraemon's an old series. It's been going on since the 70s. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's really cute, really fun. Uh, Brian and I are laughing at a lot of the cutscenes. They're just really cute. And um, I'm having fun with it. I'm actually getting so far ahead in the story that I have to slow down and get relationship built up with the NPC villagers because uh, I'm going too quick. I'm doing things too well. Um, Benji taught me a neat little trick that there's a secret pond behind the big tree in the forest, uh, that there's two kinds of fish that you can get in that pond in the summer only. It's either crayfish, which is the tiny fish shadow, or the large fish shadow, which is a mabanga. I'm pretty sure this is a real fish. It looks like a gar mixed with a piranha. So it's got gar carnivorous mouth, teeth, creepy. I don't like fish as it is. Uh, <laughs> but the great thing about these fish is they're really like sort of rare. I catch maybe about five a day. Nice. So uh, there, there were 2,500 each. How, let me see And this. then some. I'm trying to think of the right way. I want to say how hard is the game, but not necessarily like in doing things, but like in, in systems and stuff and, and crafting and all that. Like how difficult is it? Do you That's really just, need to know what you're doing? I mean, because you've played a lot of these, so you might take it for granted. I, what I'm, I'm asking a, is, like, could Victoria play it and know what she's doing? Sure. It's vi Okay, so let me just say, the one thing that I disliked about this was the tutorial. because the, tutorial. The tutorial took forever for me as a veteran. I know all of this stuff. I know about the chickens. I know about the cows. I didn't need to learn it all. And going back, I did it mostly for making sure I didn't miss any story. But it's really there to help beginners that haven't picked up any sort of Harvest Moon Bokemono game. Um, yeah, I think she would be good at it. I think she would probably like it. It's There's really just, you know, raising animals, raising crops, upgrading your tools, little rinse, repeat. Okay, and then there's played, a story mechanic. She played Stardew for about 40 hours before she... I think Stardew is way more in depth than this okay, game. That's, okay, that helps me a little bit. because Yeah, you have to know a lot about, it, about Stardew. When you're talking about it, it makes me want to give it to her to try. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm, we're so close to Animal Crossing. I'm like, mm, just hold off. She doesn't play many games anyway. It's $60 download, so I wouldn't buy yeah, it for her right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, if this game were $40, I'd say absolutely. Uh, the only reason I got it immediately is because I didn't know when I was going to get a physical again, and I, I love this series. I'd pay $100 for a game. Um, but yeah, I totally recommend it. I think she'd be, she'd be good at it. Um, it's not that difficult to pick up. Uh, other than that, I am getting a physical, also Asian English copy, Nintendo Soup. Like, they are... I told you. What I didn't know I needed, right? You're welcome. This is, this is where I got Doraemon, and... They're based out of Singapore. So Singapore, Malaysia, those that area of Southeast Asia gets English releases as like a normal thing because yeah. English is their common language over there. And uh, I'm getting a physical English copy of Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3. They're only released in Japan and Southeast Asia and I think maybe China. But that's the only place you can get a physical English copy. And it's so cool. I love it. I showed you the GIF. Where you put yeah. the card in and all three of the all things three pop, pop up. up. Oh, I can't wait. so cool. I would, that makes that me is, want one, I know. to be honest that with you. is amazing. Just um, that. I don't want to play the games, but just put a card in and see them all pop up is worth paying so for it. So I, I think I'm going to become a Dragon Quest fan. I still need to play through 11S. Um, just have mine. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna you do know it. What? No, you can't have it. I need the money like now. <laughs> Actually, let me take <gasps> I that told back. You I'd buy take it. Take that back. <laughs> we need I the told money. You I'd buy it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna go back and play some Dragon Quest games. Cool. I have played Dragon Warrior, which is Dragon Quest One. Yeah. Way back on my cousin's NES. Like, I played long, seven long time and ago. four, three, seven and three, maybe. All the handheld ones, yeah. So, cool. um. I'm excited. I'll get my JRPG fix for a while. You should be. Yeah. I'm excited for tomorrow. Definitely need it after today. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 comes out. Yep. It's coming out. It's if barring UPS giving yeah. me crap like they always do. It should be delivered tomorrow while I'm at work. It's going to storm all day, which means that the, the, the trick-or-treaters might be few and far between. Yep. Which means I might be sitting on the, the porch playing a little more Luigi's Mansion than I anticipated, so... I'm kind of ex- uh, excited for it, and our first news story was basically just that Luigi's Mansion 3 is getting pretty good reviews. It is. Not stellar reviews, not amazing reviews, but very solid reviews. All the Eights and 8.5s across yep. the board. Yep. All the pretty aggregates nice. are in the high eights, the great eights, all that good stuff. So, you know, get what get what you look for. I'm, I'm excited to, to play it. it. It seems to be there's not a, lot, a whole lot of dissension amongst the final score, but there does seem to be a lot of dissension whether or not you like it or not. There's right. a lot of like, I don't know if I like this game. I don't think it's better than the other ones. Or there's a lot of other people who are like, this is the best Luigi's Mansion game to date. So, hmm. you know, it's been, what, 20 years? Oh, my gosh. No, it has not. 2001. Don't put that on me. It's been 18 years. <laughs> That's close, right? So I'm excited. Uh, we've only had three games. I, and I actually am excited. I think I'm more excited now than I ha- ever have been. Um I don't know why. I, I, I was thinking about it last week. Um, I, I haven't been able to play a whole lot of games, actually, since last Thursday. We turned all the podcasts and DLC and editing mm. everything. It's been, it's been difficult. Um, but I was thinking last week, I almost talked myself into booting up Odyssey and trying it all over again. I don't know. I, I kind of just feel like I'm in the Mario mode, like the last week and a half, two weeks or so. So, um, Luigi should scratch the itch. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to play Odyssey. And then I looked up. I was like, no, I'm not. Luigi's coming out next week. I'll just wait. So. I am taking November the 1st, Friday, all day off. So if you're listening to this now, I'm going to be streaming over on Twitch all day. Nice, nice. Right after our show ended last week, while I was editing the show, news started to break in Japan of this Persona 5 trailer. Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, information dropped. Now, I talked about this on PSVG Prime, but I know a lot of Shaq listeners don't listen to it. Um, I'd like to just start by saying I'm overly excited for this i am so excited for this uh i want the collector's edition i want all the things because this trailer i thought was amazing it was so it is so pretty i like them with their summer vacation stuff like yes. I, I saw all that and i was like oh man i'm gonna buy into this anime japanese <laughs> trope stuff when they announced that um i was gonna say sumo but it's not sumo who is a megaforce who are the devs no, no. that do the, the Warriors games? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So when they announced that Persona was getting the Warriors treatment, to be honest with you, I was like, okay, I'm excited. This is a game that I've actually always wanted. Um, for years I've been saying that I, I wanted Persona to go this route. But when they announced it, you know, I expected like a Fire Emblem Warriors type of effort. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was like, it's going to be good. It's going to be, you know, like I'm excited for it. I'm going to play it. But it's not going to be 
the game. I actually think when it was announced, I went on and on about how I would love it if they really did it and really did it. And this trailer looks like they're really, really doing it. They have all these different cutscenes, all these different supports. It's a direct sequel to Persona 5. It has its own story. The kids are on vacation. They're traveling in a little Volkswagen van. There are 2D platforming sections. I'm so excited. It looks so good. Uh, Me and James Games are tweeting live when the trailer's going out. We were both like, it's just blowing you away, right? Like <laughs> nobody thought it was supposed to be this good. I thought it, you know, as to you borrow a, a, a Kevin use a euphemism, cash grab. With, like they're just right, gonna. With, but with all of this coming and it being a direct sequel, only on the Switch, you think they would it's be supporting? Huh? It's on PlayStation Four as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. But you would think you would think that they would be porting the OG P5 to Switch, unless unless. You know, PlayStation has some sort of exclusivity over the title, which it could. It's been That's in the so works for dumb. yeah, but it's a you remember it's a PlayStation Three game. Persona Five is in the works for years. You know, it was a long time ago. Like they didn't know the Switch was a Switch when they were making Persona Five, right? Still, man. It was two years before like dev kits went out when they were on that thing. So you know, they may have an exclusive contract because the Wii U was terrible, <sighs> right? It's possible. I could see that. I definitely could. I understand that. That makes sense to me, at least in the timing of things. But anyway, I'm very, very excited. There is a, an art book, a soundtrack, collector's edition, all that. And uh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait. This is jumping at the very... If there's an English option, I'm going to import it. Um, but uh, it's marked February 20th, 2020 for Japan. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea what that means for us. Maybe fall, I think summer. it'll probably be... They always get everything Persona first. So I think you guys are probably going to be waiting until the summer. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine the fall. It could be a while. But if there is an English option in one of the Japan versions, I'm I'm importing it right away because uh, I want to play this game. And it looks Sweet. gorgeous. I do want to – It looks really pretty. I also do uh, – Kevin brought up a really good point. I would like to see what it looks like on Switch because I do question what I saw on the screen, if that's what I'm going to see on the mm. Switch. I guarantee you all of it's PlayStation 4. Probably. So what's the downgrade like? Because that, that could also sway my opinion. If it's a big downgrade, I'll play it on – PlayStation. It also has that like style though that it does. It, it looks it looks like it would be good. I don't know. Persona might be my favorite video game like style. Like the Persona style, its themes, mm-hmm. like the way they do fonts with their shadows and the menus. Yeah. And I am so infatuated with that. Like I'm <laughs> so over the moon with everything that is Persona outside of play this game for the rest of your life. That's the yeah. only thing I don't like about it. Everything else I, I love it to death. And um I just I, I remember when Persona Five came out and like Joker and we were arguing with with Kevin and the first thing that I wanted to say I just didn't want to sound like such an ass about it I just think Persona's cool Persona has like such cool factor it is like Finn Balor cool I mean it is so just cool it is like the it itch for me um, I just really really dig it I, if they made Persona amiibos I'd buy those if they made Persona trading cards like I'm so into just it. You know that little corn that you have? Yeah. They have little babies of all of the characters. Yeah, and I might and I I've seen a few and like Anne mm. would be the one. I've seen a few, but I've never seen one that I was like I got. And has some big statues. They've too. got that Panther one. I just don't think it looks right. Like I, I, I well, a lot of them are based off of the anime and not just the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The anime is great. I wish there was an English version, like an English voice version, because I would buy that and rewatch it. The, They're the, probably working on dubs. The subs hard to follow along with. You know? Yeah, if you haven't done it like for years, like me, it's 
hard to get it's difficult into. when you first get started i yeah. actually i had a website and i joined a discord and everything where um a guy was writing reviews and he was, he was helping me like along episode by episode it was it was actually a really fun experience Nerd. i really liked it yeah thank you it was on hulu so yeah. if you guys want to go watch it it's really cool it's a great story great story love it love the persona stuff cool shigeru miyamoto will be honored by the government in japan as a quote person of cultural merit one of the highest honors to be bestowed bestowed upon a creator in the country and this is reserved for awesome. writers novelists music art directors whatever yeah and uh yeah i think he absolutely deserves it <laughs> he's like the man for yeah i mean it. it's it's hard for us to not show our bias we're Did called the nintendo shack i don't know hmm. probably not maybe they can maybe they can posthumously put him in we there have to eventually. look at it i mean yeah I, I didn't look it up i i again i, I only grabbed the, the tweet headline but right. i mean this guy made mario and zelda talking about and star fox and two of the most from... iconic name recognized not just games characters yeah everybody in the world knows who mario is yep you know, that's he's freaking mickey mouse like that's huge yeah, deal you know, yep. that's that's massive. I can't wait to see what Nintendo's representation is going to be at the Olympics this year. Do you know how that <sighs> dwarfs like even like the like your biggest and best Western video game? Halo. Halo's mm -hmm. huge. Not Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Mario like, laughs at that. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. I have amusement parks built around me. <laughs> like Mario mm -hmm. is such a big thing. Like it's such a what a what a huge hit. It's amazing. Speaking of, dude. Can we like, oh, me and Brian are obsessed with the Olympics. So yeah. he and I will probably want to chime in and do a special cast. Like, yeah, yeah we can do that. That's not a problem. About just like, sure. You know, they're going to have Nintendo stuff for the opening ceremony. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're going to have like a flag or like a, a, a Because don't you remember, or... don't you remember the closing ceremonies at Rio where at the end the Japanese, um, director or whatever comes out of the pipe wearing the cap do you oh, remember that yeah, i do remember that yeah just yeah, like yeah. like here's japan in 2020 here's mm -hmm. what you get to look forward to it should so be awesome it's gonna be amazing and they be. also get their uh super mario world theme park opens next year that's too. right yep i haven't seen the pictures of that yeah so, big stuff congratulations shigeru miyamoto he did say um in a follow-up interview that he's not retiring so everybody always asks him that every time he's like, I'm not going to retire. He's almost in his seventies, isn't he? He's not going to be around forever. Like we're, no. we're at that point Ugh. where you've got to start preparing yourself for the day where, you know, he's not we were watching a video on YouTube and talking about how he created Mario in the eighties when he was 35 or something. So like that was almost 40 years ago. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Like that's oh, going to hurt. Gosh, depression for days. Not for depression, years. celebration. Kira, we're not going to be depressed. What you know, what we're going to do? We're going to fire up some damn Mario Kart. We're going to, we're going to cart for Miyamoto, just like we did for Iwata. It's going to be amazing. That's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah. So what this community did. We carted for Iwata all night long, and it was awesome. And and if that day ever comes, wherever we are, PSVG or not, that's what's going to happen. So yeah, he deserves it. Let's get into our Shack questions direct. Direct from you. We got two questions that are basically the same thing. From Chelfie, is there a game that is your go-to for moments when you need an escape from real life? And then Grouchy followed up. Do you have a go-to stress reliever uh, game after a day like today? Obviously, with with my news, you know these questions are centered here. Animal Crossing, and 
any Harvest Moon, Bocomono, Story of Seasons, Stardew Valley, anything chugging along, doing farm work. Mm. It's just a routine. My go-to game when I want to veg out and kind of forget about the world is probably Mario Golf. Mm. Or Everybody's Golf, a golf game, like one of those games. Definitely not like Tiger Woods, like one of those games. Yeah. Um, dare I say like like a Zelda game, like Ocarina or Breath of yeah. the Wild? I've done that I, a bit There too. would be times when I needed to just uh, disappear and I just got lost in Zelda Breath of the Wild for a few hours. Yeah, I feel like that's more of an escape game than, than golf game. Golf is yeah. like I just kind of turn my brain off, but with a Zelda, I kind of put on headphones and like disappear for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but do you know what to be the best way to answer this is uh, not so much in a game, but like this, like Shaq, like podcasting, doing this mm-hmm. with you and talking and yeah. being around people, because it's so easy for me to just like go. Oh, oh I know y'all went three hours on horror. This well, past I wouldn't even talk about that. It's just so easy for me to like go crawl up and not talk to anybody. Yeah, you know, like oh, I'm just, the same way. To get like real if I did... silent and like yeah. even at home and just go in my basement and stay away, mm-hmm. play games and just kind of recluse. Yeah. So podcasting always kind of is a good stress release for me just to kind of get it out. In the same way, if I didn't have this every week, the only people I would interact with would be Brian and my mom. Hmm. That's it. Ooh, Sean Capri writes, do you guys have a game of the year front runner at this point? I mean, I guess that's a valid question. We're almost in November. You know, I I don't think you're going to like it. I know what your game of the year one is, but you know what my game of the year I think is? What? At least on Switch. I mean, let's keep it Nintendo. Astral Chain. You know, Astral Chain's good. I, dude, I if I have I haven't played Pokemon yet, so I don't well, really I know. know. That, but yours has gotta be Fire Emblem. Oh, I forgot all about that. See, I do I know yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm I just didn't think you like me putting Astral Chain over Fire Emblem. No, it's not that. I need to go back and pl- and finish Fire or Astral Chain. Like I haven't played the epilogue yet. Uh, I definitely I've definitely got the most out of Fire Emblem this year compared to anything else. I think I've played Fire Emblem probably the third most time-wise behind Xenoblade and Breath of the Wild. Nice. I, I, I know I did, I mean, I did, I did our show with Isaac and I said all the things. I mean, I talked about an hour for it, so I don't go too long, but mm. I really love Astral Chain. Astral Chain, what it does on Switch, like visually, what it does oh, is, a, is a step above what most games on the platform have. Yep. And then all the action um, and then the, uh, I don't think I got this part of this point across well in my in my little recap podcast with him, like the grandness of the story and how big everything gets, and mm. it, like you expect that with a with a platinum game, but it's not just like giant like cutscene set pieces like the apocalyptic destruction that they depict in this game and stuff is really, really my, my ish. That's why, I, you know, what did I do? Beat yeah. this game in like four days. <laughs> like I just, I know through you it went it, right through it. Yeah. It was one of those games where I didn't want to put it down. I was like, I love what I'm doing right now and all the action and everything really, really good. Lots of different options. I think it's a really great game. I will say this since he's in the chat and listening to this. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll have time to talk about it and maybe it can still be saved. You know, maybe star Wars and Pokemon are amazing. Um, this year's not like last year, you know, it's not like the best years. It's not, and that's oh, not to say it's not sure. a great year, but I remember like last year is my top five. I had two or three games that I was like, these are game of the generation types. Like mm-hmm. these are great. Like, I don't know if any of those, any of the games I've played this year at that level, they all seem to I be like a rung down. This is kind of like a B year. That's good. 
But that's well, I mean, yeah. you have to have, you know, some down years between the big stuff, you know. Yeah, of course. Be, Absolutely. We're going to be riding the high again when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. Absolutely. And I know this last year we were saying that about this year. And then this year everything got delayed into next year. And mm-hmm. now we're all saying about it next year. And I'm sure yep. next year half of it will get delayed into the following year. Yep. You know, so like that's just the way games go. It is. Um, um, I mean, everything has just been kind of dialed back for me. And the only thing I'm looking forward to is Animal Crossing. So I just don't think that anything at this point can top I mean, I, my hype for that. I'm very, it, very excited for Pokemon. <laughs> I am too. I am too. Um, like, it's don't dropping get me wrong. in a good time. I'm right, probably going to play that until work. the end of the year, maybe into January. Yeah. So I'm buying I'm both of them. Very, very excited for Pokemon. Our next question also comes from Grouchy, and I like this one. This is an interesting one. Is it burp? Because I'm drinking because I've had a bad day. No, it happens. Take the PSVG crew, cast them into a horror movie. Oh, God. What roles do they play? Who dies first? Who's the idiot that suggests to hide under the bed? Why is it Lucas? (laughs) 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 Who is the sole survivor to come back for the sequel? Oh my god. All right. This uh, is all you, okay? I don't do horror. I don't know the tropes. You go ahead and take this. All one. right. So Caroline is not the um not the promiscuous girl that dies on the dock by the lake. She's the girl that gives the glaring ugly look to that girl. So when that girl's all like, "Oh, let's go outside." Caro's like, "She's going to die." So she's and I'm like the, I'm like, "Bye-bye." Caro's the the smarty two-shoes girl in the group. Velma. Um yeah, uh, Coach and Dev are the athletes. They're the guys in the leather jackets. Oh, yeah, so dude. cool for school. Um, let's see here. Kevin and Jason are like the anti-heroes or like the uh, the snobs, like the like the, the like the the douche type guys in the character roles. Douche. <laughs> I'm trying to like stick to the stereotypes, but you know they're the smart Alex. You know, they don't they don't listen. They don't follow the rules. They're not doing the, you know, everybody's like, let's go this yeah. way. They're like, we're going that way. That's what they're doing. Um, I think Lucas and Seth and I, I we have so many people on the team. I got to pull up a list. I'm going to forget everybody. Um, let's call uh, uh, Josh. They're like the, the campfire guys. Like they're just cool. You know, they're hanging out. They might they might be. They might have substances of of, of sorts oh, around. Jesus. I'm trying to keep it family friendly, keep it for the podcast. But We've yeah. already said douche. I mean, that's come on. true. That's true. They're they're cool. You know, they're hanging. Out like, what's up, bro? You know, like they got the dude thing going on. They're mm. they're hanging out. They're doing school. I can't cast myself, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'll let you cast me. But that's that's. I don't watch horror. I don't know. Yeah, I gotcha. So let's see here. Who dies first? Well, obviously it's it's Devin for horror reasons, like just this way horror movies work. He's a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there there's actually I was uh, on the horror podcast. There is a um, wasn't there, there a movie about that called Get Out or something? Yeah, yeah. There's actually uh, on Shutter. There's a whole documentary called um, Horror Noir and talks about um, black oh history God. amongst horror and like this 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 trope that we all believe is true is actually not true. Yeah. But it's actually funny to make the joke about, so I'll keep the joke and say Devin dies first. Um, who's the idiot that suggests to hide under the bed? It, Lucas. I mean, he says it's Lucas. I don't know why he says it's Lucas. I don't think that would be it. Um, I think Lucas is like, there's always in, in the group, there's always one guy who like panics. 
and like huh. freaks out. He's like, "Oh my god, guys, we've got." I think that's Lucas. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say that to anybody because here's the thing: this is a double-edged sword. It doesn't matter what I say. If I say anybody, they're all be mad at me. <laughs> you know, like so, like it doesn't matter. Like there's no way out of this that I can say. Uh, um, I will tell you this though: here's the one I do feel very confident on. Who's the sole survivor that comes back for the sequel? Kevin. Because he's that spiteful guy at the end of the movie there. He's going to be like, oh, him? And he's going to be yeah. like, see, guys, I told yeah. you. Yeah. The, sec- the sequel. Like he's, <laughs> I'm telling you. He's, right? So that's that's what's going to happen. Why, why don't I survive? Oh, Chalfie has casted me. Donnie is the logical guy that nobody listens to. That's that's probably good. I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, he's going to be over there in the shed. Everybody, let's go hide in the shed. Why isn't anybody listening to me? Yeah. That's so fitting. Yeah. It's uh I I would just pull out a forty five and shoot everybody. We have that Avengers clip, um, in not Infinite War, but in Endgame, where they're all trying to scheme a way to, to defeat Thanos. And uh, I've always told Dev and Kevin that that's like our, that is, because, you know, we did like the whole Devin cast us as MCU characters. Yeah. That skit is perfect. Like that little clip is perfect for us as a team. Because you have <laughs> Iron Man. He's like, all right, guys, get together. Let's have a plan. And then you have Drax. He's like, we're not about plans. We're like, kicking names, take it. <laughs> and like the other guy's like, yeah, we don't do plans. And I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> Spider-Man's like, who are these people? <laughs> it's very apropos. Uh, Ethan wants to know what's your favorite Halloween candy, Caroline? Kit Kat. Ooh, good one. You answer that Kit one quick. Oh, dude. Do you I know have... Melissa loves Kit Kats? You guys are like sisters. All right, so it's like no. The, the weirdest thing is she has a Kit Kat mom, in the freezer right now. Oh, we have. I bought Kit Kats at the at the store. No, I bought Kit Kats at the store to give to the people or the, the kids, and we've already eaten through. You, turn, you turn the lights off. There, we have no candy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. Um, but mom said that my late grandmother, who I never met, she died before I, I was even born. She said that was her favorite candy. And the fact that you are obsessed with it is just like, she's like, you're more like your grandmother than just like I would ever imagine. So wow. it's kind of weird. Yeah, you and Melissa's overlap is weird. <laughs> um, I like I like sour candy. So so does Brian. <laughs> Weird. Brian likes Sour Patch Kids yep. and Sour Punch love, Straws. My, one of my favorites are like the Mike and Ike Sours. I just I like regular Mike those. and Ikes. I like regular Mike and Ikes too. Sour Skittles. Yeah. Sour. I have a bag of Starburst Jelly Beans. That's the stress thing that I do. I have, I love Starburst Jelly Beans bad. Starburst Jelly Beans are really good. <laughs> I get really, really excited to eat Starburst Jelly Beans. So when I'm really yeah. feeling it, I'm like, we've got to go to Walgreens. I'm like that with Skittles. But ever since they made green apple Skittles instead of lime, I haven't eaten Skittles. Like, I buy the long-lost lime versions when they're in stores. Nice, nice. Ruin my Skittles. Aaron wants to know, so now that Halloween is here, do we skip the Thanksgiving decorations, go straight to Christmas or no? No, 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 no. I'm a Grinch, okay? I don't like decorating for Christmas anyway. Who decorates but for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday but of the year. what do you do? You freaking eat and you don't have to prep right, for it at like, all with any you, decorations. How do you decorate for it? You don't. That's the great part. Huh. I mean, I, I guess decorating. like. I don't know. I'm going to be sexist. You light a freaking pumpkin candle and <laughs> That's call what I was going to say. I was about to say something sexist. It's called like the ladies decorate. But I was wondering if it's like. I go buy one of those cinnamon apple brooms. Yeah, in front that's of the what store. I was thinking. Melissa gets like little harvesty things, like little. 
I don't even do that. Sunflowers dude. and things like that. And she does things it's like a day that. day where you eat and you watch football and it's freaking amazing. But I don't think it's Thanksgiving decorating. I think it's more like fall decorating. Right? It's not just Thanksgiving. She just I've been burning pumpkin candles since September there 1st. There you go. Yeah. See, that's the thing. All right. Uh, Aaron, I'm just going to say yes. Yeah, we're going to take the Halloween decorations down and get ready for Christmas. No. Get your wreaths out. Get your, get your trees out. Let's get going. No. Move it along. Move it along, people. Glorious. Mr. Moody writes in, I've just got a switch apart from Mario and Zelda and Pokemon games. Is there any games a newcomer should check out? Love the podcast. Keep kicking butt. Stardew. Um, you should totally do Stardew because the <laughs> like um, the portability for Stardew is just amazing. Let me push back here. Would you recommend to somebody who doesn't? I'm like I'm not, I'm not saying Mr. Mitty does or not, but I'm, he's a new Switch owner. Do you really think Stardew is the best recommendation to give somebody who's like about to play Mario and Zelda? Like, there's a big leap there. Okay, okay, okay. Ha. Um, Yoshi's Crafted World is Ooh, a good one. Good one. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. You go ahead. I'm looking at my list. Oh have- man, Nintendo Shack episode number one, Golf Story, baby. Must have. <laughs> Gotta get it. Golf Jeez. story is amazing. Great indie game. Ten dollars. Play golf. Laugh a lot. Old people that rap. Games game's freaking awesome. Game is incredible. Gotta do it. Splatoon. Splatoon is equally awesome. You gotta do that as well. Um obviously Smash Brothers if you're into that. Yeah, he said Mario, so I mean I imagine he knows like Smash and Mario Kart and all that. Um Hollow Knight. But that's also in that, that that realm where I don't know if I'd recommend Hollow Knight to everybody. Uh, Hollow Knight's tough if you're not good at Metroidvania. But it's awesome. It is a great game. It is very good. Um, yeah, I Valkyria mean... Valkyria Chronicles. Also not If you're everybody. into RPGs, I recommend Octopath Traveler. I think Octopath Would you recommend is... that over Xenoblade? No. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. They're different that. RPGs, though. Of course. Octopath is a turn-based JRPG where, you know... You're all lined up, and you take turns hitting the enemy, and the enemy hits you, and all that stuff. Xenoblade is you're running around in an open field, and mm-hmm. everybody's fighting at the same time. Yep. And Glorious Mr. Different. Moody, I'm also going to pitch Football Heroes Turbo, which we continue to play. <laughs> oh Still my getting God, my yeah. money out of this indie game. The game is great. Really good football game. Best football game on Switch. Easy. Oh, Overcooked. Overcooked is a great game to Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. Just great. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, if you're not thinking of like that Mario. Nice one. Yeah. Starlink. Kingdom Battle is great. I haven't played Starlink. It's still in my box up there, and I don't think I'm ever taking the R Wing out. (laughs) I don't, I really don't. I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, Luigi's Mansion's coming out, so I think you should, uh, Luigi would be a good one. It's very festive. It's very, Mm -hmm. yep, good timing. Mario Bros. U. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, yes. Yeah, that's a great, one of my favorite 2D games in the series. Still waiting for Super Mario 3D World. So good. Port. So Donkey good. Kong Country. No, I don't know play. if I'd recommend that for everybody. Okay. I think Ukulele and the Impossible Layer is better than Donkey Kong. I know a lot of people are playing that game right now. It's good. Kevin's going to be playing it for Extra Life this, good. Uh, this weekend. I think you're going to love it. I really, really do. All right. I, I got to play the it's first better one. better than Tropical Freeze, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. Better game. Ooh, Mr. Moody, Cap and Toad. Go get that Captain oh, Toad yeah. game. That's an adorable that game. game. That game is amazing. I still need to own it. Yep. Um, yeah, it's really cute. It's really fun. Oh, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Go, go give that a try, too. 
Really, really fun. <gasps> Katana Zero. Yes. Always Katana Zero. Oh I, oh, I keep forgetting about the game every now and again. Talk about game of the year. That might be up there. I love Katana Zero. Like, what really. About, what about your Pedro friend? <laughs> I mean, I love the game, but it's not like a great game. I wouldn't I like you. equally recommend it. Whereas Katana Zero is awesome. It's a great game. Awesome. Game. I'm also a Shantae fan. Shantae, Half Genie Hero, and Pirate's Curse are both on the Switch right now. There they're, you go. They're on the eShop. Buy them. They're great. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. A lot of options. Got to get it. Yeah. SNES Remix. Would you have Nintendo make it? And why is the answer yes? Jason Lacey. Jason Lacey! Jason Lacey! Uh, duh. I'm what, I want NES Remix ported from the Wii U still. I don't think it's going to happen I'm really because... I'm sad that they haven't done these yet. Well, I mean, because they've got their NES online, you know, and they've got their Super Nintendo online, but I totally would have I think SNES the remixes remix. were an amazing idea that they only came up with and only produced because they had to there fill was, the calendar. Well, there something. was nothing there. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't worth putting big development teams, so they started getting a little wacky. And that wacky Nintendo, some of my best Nintendo. Like, that's some of my favorite yeah. stuff. Um, it I, was uh, so good. I've been wondering if, if games like the remixes, games like Wind Waker, if they're going to leave those to like the Wii U and be like, Hey, our fans that bought this, they have this now. Like I'm questioning, like, why would they bring wind waker over now? <laughs> if it's not here by now, is it ever going to get here? I don't know. They're, they're going to do it as a three pack. They're going to do wind waker, twilight princess, and then skyward sword HD. But why would they put in a three pack when they could just release skyward sword and sell all the same amounts at, at more money? They're going to do the bundle, like the super amazing Zelda bundle for all those crazies like myself. Oh, so it's like exclusive? Yes. To the 199 version? Yes. I only, at this point, I'm, I'm, at this point, I would be willing to listen and I would make the case that the only way we get Twilight Princess and or Wind Waker on the Switch is if the Switch gets another, like, generation. So you have this Switch, but then in, like, two or three years, there's the Switch 2, but it still keeps everything, and yeah. they use those titles to, like, fill in the gaps. They... The problem but it would be like five years from now because I don't see there's any reason why they would come up with them now. Both The Wind Waker and Twilight Princess had those amazing mechanics where you utilize the gamepad and the screen at the same time. And, and all I love that would that. have to be redone. Mm-hmm. I love that and I miss that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they would completely have to just make it an open menu again. Yep. Sucks. You know what I was playing today? Mm. That Super Mega Baseball. And it made me really wish I had motion controls. I think I'm going to tweet at them and be like, hey, can you... Like, let me swing, swing the Joy-Con and hit the ball, throw the pitch. That'd be great. Yeah. Eggshin, do y'all think the newly announced EA remasters, whatever they may be, will have a chance of coming to the Switch? So, have you seen this? Like, EA... Like, I saw something moved, about they, this. They delayed what? all their stuff. They moved all their stuff to, like, the back half, and I think they canceled so, NBA Live until next gen, and they announced that they've got some remasters coming. They haven't specified what, though? No, they haven't. Okay. Uh, probably not knowing EA. I mean, so I'm trying dude, to think here. I'm, I'm dude, looking dude, things dude, up, dude, but dude. I'm also trying to think. We got a chance of NCAA football coming back. Yes, we do. Ah! And if, if EA gets it, which they will because they'll spend all the money on it, we'll never see it on Switch. Just like we, where we had one NCAA football game and it was awful. And I still play it. Um. Okay. EA has a lot of stuff that they could remaster. The thing that makes the most sense to me is Dead Space. Dead Space should be remastered. It's one of the I want a remaster of SSX. 
That's a Essence good one. Tricky or three. But that's not going to sell like what EA wants to sell games at. They're not. Gonna I understand do the that, but that I mean, there do. was a huge following for the EA Sports or Radio Big, EA Big, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, especially when you're talking, I would absolutely buy some EA Big stuff. Sure. I'm thinking Star Wars related, Command and Conquer, <sighs> Dead Space. Medal of Honor. Brian likes Medal of Honor. That'd Didn't be good. they do Medal of Honor? Or am I, I don't forgetting know. somebody else? I think they might have. Uh, Command Brian and Conquer likes- should come to Switch if they remastered one, and I would buy it. That'd be cool. Um, any of the sports games, but I don't think they would, especially if they use their new engine. Dead Space should. Mass Effect. I think mm. everybody's wanted like a remaster Mass Effect trilogy. And basically after Andromeda, that'd probably be the next thing you should do before you do anything crazy. What's yeah. the other one? They do Dragon Age. Right? I don't know. I would love to see Dragon Age 2 remastered. That'd be awesome, actually. That'd be a great idea. They do the Sims. That's never coming back to console as far as I'm concerned. Did you see them on their earnings call talk about Switch about that, by the way? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. I saw this the other day, and and I'm paraphrasing because I'm just remembering this off the top of my head if anyone in the chat can correct me. But essentially, uh, the Sims sold like some ungodly amount of number, right? It's like lifetime achievements, like crazy. Right. And on the earnings call, they're like, won't you bring this to Switch? And essentially their answer, and again, I'm paraphrasing um, based off of a story I think I read on Go Nintendo. The answer was, our fans, studies show that our fans want to play The Sims more on other platforms. Which doesn't well, make any sense because it's not available on Switch. <laughs> it's not, but but I understand what they're saying. I bought The Sims games that were on GameCube and DS, and they were crap dude they were absolute crap they tried to make it like an achievement based thing where you had things were locked behind achievements but free play on pc is just the way to do some yeah but like how can you say we have data that shows our fans want to play it on other platforms i know when it's not even on the other platform i know you know that's like 10 out of 10 won't buy a game that's not on switch on switch it's like duh I would buy The Sims if it came to Switch. I would. I bought The Sims. I have I The Sims on Xbox. I would give it a try. Yeah, I would too. Uh, but I, there's just something about. I would I, play a lot of EA games if it came to, you know, if it came to. What about um, like any of the Tiger Woods games? If they mm-hmm. remastered any of those and released it, I would buy them in a heartbeat on anywhere. But I would definitely yeah. buy them on Switch. I would love if they did the Masters again and made it mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah. That's the problem. They did the Masters. They did the end of the last console cycle instead of kicking off the next one. You know, like the Masters is an awesome True. idea, but the game is ugly because it's on Xbox 360 and Wii. Yeah. Yeah, so. Gosh, has know. it been that long? Yeah, it has. And it's just, uh, I used to I used to root and love and stick up for EA so much, and all of that's just been eroded away from me for over the years. I don't hate them like a lot of Nintendo gamers do. I still love Madden and, and a lot of what they do, but, man, I wish that. Them and they Nintendo did my could. old Harry Potter games too. All those original, like nice, the, yeah. 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 <laughs> the original Harry Potters were good. Didn't they, don't they own NBA Jam? I think they do I that too. Know. Oh, I would love NBA Jam. I mean, we basically have it. We've got uh, NBA Playgrounds, basically the same thing, but it's not it's not the same. Yeah. Alan writes in, which I love this question: If the Nintendo Switch, if the next Nintendo Switch was a dockable Switch Lite instead of a Pro model, would you buy it? I think this comes from your your Animal Crossing question. Yeah. So I need that for streaming and moving around. This kind of makes sense. What if they do release a dockable Switch Lite? 
Like there, there, there is no pro. It doesn't do anything new or special. It just allows you to dock it. It's the same price. That that's so Nintendo. <laughs> I can see that happening next year. They're like, hey, you remember that that Switch Lite you thing you like? Now we've made it where it connects to the TV. All of you that bought Switch Lights, go rebuy and buy it again. Go buy another one. I totally. That's so 3ds. <laughs> you know it, right? It's so. And I would Nintendo. buy it too. I know. I would too. <laughs> We're all suckers. I, totally I haven't would. bought a regular Switch Lite, so the joke's not on me yet. Uh, I totally would. Yeah. yeah I'd buy I, one of those yellow ones, match my little controller. I, you know, when I when I saw those little 8-bit dough blocks, I was thinking to myself, I might get a turquoise one just yeah, so I can you need a little controller. force myself to get a turquoise. <laughs> it's so bad. I it's would cool. buy one. I would buy one, Alan. I, I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I definitely want a pro model. Everybody's listening to Shaq. They know I want more power. More yeah. power. I am I am holding out for a pro, too. I mean, obviously, if Animal Crossing hits the Switch light, which it will, um, I'm buying that. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, the more that you talked about that last night or last week... <laughs> I probably won't take it out of the box and play with it. I told you. I, I know. I don't know. I don't know why you have this weird hiccup in your head. But if you just create a separate villager and you've got your portable villager and your console villager, it's still the same villager, still the same town. What does it matter? It's the same thing. Just do that. I would do that instead of messing with cloud saves. That's such a cleaner way to do this. Just play on the go and play at home. Use two different roles. If anything, you're playing two different roles. It's like you're rolling two characters at once. That's, that could even have its own fun. You can oh. play one as like the good guy, play the other as the bad guy. <laughs> we'll see. You can have eight in one town, but right. that just, I, I'm worried about if that limits the amount of villager spots you can have for animals or no. what. Yeah, I doubt that. I mean, if it is, it's just one. It's not like you're going to open up your town to tons and tons of you know everyone, right? I got to have my cat town again. I got to have my cat town. Yeah. I still think that's a... I think that's a... I don't even know if we can do it correctly, but uh, and like just in theory, I think that's a really good option that you should consider more of. Okay. It wouldn't I'll be that different, right? I got to see a bundle first. We got to be getting a bundle information about this thing in a January, January. direct. Yeah, January. Uh, we're thinking, yeah, that's January. You think we're going to get a direct before Pokemon, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're going to do a Pokemon direct. Yeah. With maybe some little tie-in or something, something about bank or whatever, you know, something. They'll do something. Yeah, they got to explain it. We got to have evolutions details, um, you know, yeah, transfer details, storage details, all that stuff's got to still get pushed out. We got two weeks. Yep. TikTok. Bev wants to know, what's your favorite scary game on the Nintendo Switch? Or no, I'm sorry. Excuse me, Bev. Nintendo System. What's your favorite scary game you've played on a Nintendo System? Best spooky game on Switch. Ooh, I didn't read this one ahead of time. That's a good question. Luigi's Mansion, the original one, probably just for me. Um, I still, only because a lot of it for me is uh, going back to thinking when, because I was 12 years old when I played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I made the mistake of playing it at night and it did freak me out a little bit. There were certain areas of Luigi's Mansion that as a 12 year old, I couldn't handle. So um, I also would say that uh, Ocarina of Time post uh, or turning into an adult is very, very scary um, in certain areas, especially with Reduds. Best spooky game on Switch. Um, I would have accepted Majora's Mask, not, not Ocarina of Time. 
Majora's is, is creepy. It's, I wouldn't say scary. It's creepy. It's eerie. Uh, guys, I think I'm going to have to reserve this for Luigi's Mansion. Thimbleweed Park is pretty spooky. Is it? Yeah. It's a point and click, but it's a mystery kind of, you're, you're figuring out who got killed and why they got killed. And, uh, I'd say Thimbleweed Park. Okay. Oh, Oxenfree is spooky. Oxenfree, that's that that works. That's a good one. I'll, I'll reserve that one. Firewatch is good in that regards too. Every time I think of Oxenfree, I think of the other one. Mm. All right. Um, when you say favorite scary game Nintendo system, I immediately think GameCube, and that's where I played so many of them. And there's a great ones on there. We're talking all the Resident Evil games: Resident Evil Three, Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Zero. All those are great. And they're on Switch, too. They're good options for you now. I mean, they're old games, but if you've never played them, they're great. Um, They've got, you know, well, they don't have three over there, right? We have Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6, and then 1, 2, and 0. sucks they don't have three. We really need a three. I I can't do Resident Evil. It's terrifying to me. GameCube also had, you know, Eternal Darkness, which I already mentioned. They didn't have Clock Tower. There's a lot of stuff like that. I wish I would have been more prepared. I would have brought more answers, but it's been a long day. Eternal Darkness, that was Sanity's Requiem? Was that that one? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think back to GameCube because there was a lot of GameCube stuff that kind of freaked me out. On Wii, uh, again, Resident Evil 4 was awesome on Wii. I think it's best on Wii to date. Um, Did you play Geist? Mm-mm. I was on GameCube, I think. <laughs> So, uh, Dead Space on Wii was good. Oh, and uh, Silent Hill. I played Silent Hill Shattered Memories on Wii, I think is what it's called. I love that game, too. That game was great. Trace Memory for the DS is another spooky puzzle mystery Mm. game. My favorite scary game on portables is Dementium. Dementium Remastered, which is on Mm. 3DS. Dementium, which is on DS. That is from um, Jules. What was his old thing? His old outfit. Oh, I can't remember now. It's going to haunt me. Oh, before Tui? Yeah, before Tui. Renegade Kid. Renegade Kid. They did Dementium, and it was awesome. I don't remember that. Uh, they did Moon Chronicles, but Dementium is like this uh, first-person, like, psychological award terror type thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Outlast, but before Outlast, like way before Outlast, kind of like an early version of that idea. Um, I love that game back in the day. That game was really great. Oh, Dead Rising was on Wii. I remember that. You wag the Wii mode around, chop up zombies. It was pretty good. Pretty good stuff. There's there's good horror games, but to be honest with you, Zombie You. Oh, I love you that like, game. You like that one? Oh, I love that game. You know dude, what I? Dude, there were like a million copies at GameStop the last time I went. They were selling them physicals, brand new, unopened for two dollars. Game is so good. It's so underrated. It's so oh. underrated. Um. That actually brings me to something I wanted. So I have never, I have not had Facebook since like 2012. Um, when I was in college, I did like this ridiculous like study on the addictiveness of social media, and Facebook was primarily like ha- highlighted. So I stopped mm. doing it, and I just got off of it. And Adam. the other night, Melissa and I were talking about reminiscing about like these videos I used to have with the kids. So yeah. I literally reactivated my Facebook for about 20 minutes. Went in there and downloaded all my old videos and pictures and then turned my account back off. And in doing that, one of the pictures that I had posted on my Facebook was of my original Wii U in its zombie U decal skin. 
which was freaking amazing. It looked awesome. I've got to, I'm going to pull the picture and put it in Discord. You guys got to see it. It was great. I had a great decal. But I love that game with the gamepad. I I tried playing on Xbox. It loses everything about it without the gamepad. And I know folks that don't have Wii U, they won't understand it. Yeah. it did because what it did with the um, it's kind of like I've said this a lot and I, I feel like I'm I feel strong that I'm right. Wii U was very much like the early grassroots way into VR. It was very VR before VR instead right. of strapping it to your face. But like the motion, the second screen, all all of the things that VR does, Wii U was doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why I wasn't like so blown away when I saw VR. Because there's a right. lot of ways I'm looking at VR and I'm like, I've yeah, I've done this. I get it. You know, it's it's not like the immersive feeling of being locked in a headset. You mm. can't, you know, it's not the same. I'm not trying to say that. But the mechanics and, the, and like the presentation is very much the same. And in Zombie U, like having to manage your inventory, which is super scarce, and your backpack and all the things and your map and everything in real time, you could not pause the game. You had to stop. So right. you're kind of this constant feeling of not feeling safe. And then they you, they had these moments where the second screens worked together. Like you would, uh, you're running from a zombie horde, and and these zombies were like they would kill you. It's not like, not like zombie games where you just murder thousands of zombies. Like yeah. you're out there with a cricket bat most of the time. Like you don't have a lot of ammo, you know. So you have to sneak and be scary. Um, you'd run up to a door that's locked, and it would pull up like a passcode. But to enter the passcode, you had to look at the gamepad. So you're looking at the gamepad, trying to type on the gamepad, and when you look up, there's like a mirror, and you see the people that are chasing you coming from behind no. you. No, see that's the that tension was perfect. I was so excited. Nope. One of my favorite launch games ever. Like first night, like you know, first year bringing home a console, such a great idea. And I think I just like it that much because of the idea. I like it okay. so much for for what the idea was, outside of the thing. And then the whole uh, permadeath thing. Like your character dies, you reroll a new character. And you can go kill your old character and get all your stuff back. So you can go and travel all the way back up to where you your were. Your old character that died that became a became zombie. Became a zombie. You see them ah, zombing okay. around with your backpack on. You're like, hey, it's my stuff. Um, super cool. Wow. Super cool. I'm glad you brought that up. Thanks. I wouldn't have. I, I should have, like I said, I should have prepped for this question. I wish I did. Um, but I know I, I love zombie you. That's a really good answer. My husband had a question as well that was on our Twitter, but we'll answer it. Okay. Uh, best spooky game on Switch, though. Uh, I do have a few that I like to highlight. I like to highlight The Coma, which is the best Clock Tower game I've had since Clock Tower back in the day. Detention, which is truly scary. So, like, The Coma is, like, funny scary. The Detention is, like, Jew on the grudge. Super scary. Mm. Um, all the Resident Evil games. I think the Outlast games are good. Layers of Fear is good. Uh, I think I'm kind of over those now, though. I've played a lot of them in the last five years. So, yeah. you know, not really my thing. So, the, the Coma, Detention... Those are great, great options. Anyway, that'll do it for us this week over here in the Nintendo Shack. Happy Halloween, Shackers. Um, Really appreciate you listening to us. Again, if you want to support us, support the show, get some cool PSVG of the month patron giveaways until January. (laughs) You've got got two months left. You better hurry up. Um, And just all the extra stuff we do. DLC, Bored with Everything. Apparently, we're about to have an Olympic show with Caroline and Brian. I can't wait until August. We we do a lot of, like, basically all of our experimental ideas that we want to do podcast-wise, we always do exclusive to the patrons. On That's Mm -hmm. basically what that space has become. So if you really like what we're doing, you like the team, I can tell you that every month, you're missing out about six to ten exclusive podcasts that you can get for just a buck. 
Um, so you just, just a dollar and you get into that. And then if you want to support us more, you get into more stuff. We'll have Christmas cards coming soon. So for yeah. those of you that are doing on the mailing list level, like we're working on it, we're, we're, we're working on it. So, uh, yeah. Caroline, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, come hang out with me on Friday though. Uh, Luigi's Mansion all day on November 1st. I'm so jealous. I'll be working so much. Yeah. But I will live vicariously through you. We will uh, play the Luigi, and we will have a guest come in next week to talk about Luigi. So you can expect a lot of Luigi impressions, recaps, all that stuff next week. Wow. (laughs) That'll do it for us. Good night, Koopalinks.